I'm looking forward to talking about the Packers, which we will. Uh, we got plenty of time, but I gotta. This is tough for you. Eh? <sighs> this is gonna be this. A, this is a walk. This is kind of tough for me down too. Memory lane. I will remember mm. you. Now, for our affiliates and uh, maybe our younger audience, if uh, if you don't know this location, just bear with me because I'm going to explain why uh, this is going to be irrelevant for all of us. But for our Madison audience, certainly anyone in their early to mid-30s and up, you know, a guy like me in his mid-40s. I mean, this was this is where I grew up, man. Westgate Mall, the re- it was announced yesterday, the Wrecking Ball is coming to Westgate Mall here on Madison's west side. Uh, one of the iconic structures for me growing up as a kid. And there was a lot, I mean, look, when I was growing up, I mean, they didn't, we didn't have something called the internet. We didn't have PlayStation 4. We didn't have cell phones. You uh, Atari. We, yeah, barely. <laughs> so what, what did you do when you were a kid? When I was growing up, you went to the mall. And I will list off all the great spots mm. in Westgate. Man. Um, there was, of course, the movie theater. It was one of the first movie theaters in Madison. Uh, Love me the movies. The Little Orbits Donut Stand was, <laughs> um, oh, my God, uh, the sugar donuts. Fans and monograms, I got every single, I mean, I was an obsessed kid with, with hats yep. and team jerseys. Yep. And there was only one place in Madison you could get them. It was at Fans and Monograms at Westgate. My baseball card, I had, a, I, I had my own baseball card business when I was a kid. And they had the baseball card shop at Yeah, Westgate. dude, that baseball card shop was sick. My dad and I almost bought it, actually, when the guy retired like 10 years ago. But I used to go there all the time. All those are good. I mean, who didn't love TJ Maxx sales, after, especially after the Packers would win like the 96 Super Bowl? Rocky Rococo's in there, man. Yep. But it all comes down to this. And my... Many truancy tickets my junior and senior year at Middleton High School because uh, me and our friend Don, the draft expert, would peace out during a lot of study halls and free periods to go to the greatest arcade ever, the Tilt. There will never, ever be an arcade better than the Tilt. I know Aladdin's Castle and West Castle was pretty sick. No, no, no. Tilt was the best arcade ever. So I thought, Evo, if you could put this out, in honor of Westgate Mall closing down today, and in honor of the tilt no more. Now, it's been years since the tilt. It's not like tilt's closing today, uh, but it's part of my childhood. In honor of Westgate Mall closing down and my all-time favorite arcade, the tilt, what is your favorite arcade game of all time? Wow. Damn. Damn. Now, again, See, that was a Land's Castle. I don't know when Tilt. I don't remember Tilt because oh I don't God. know when it closed Tilt or was whatever. Like, a Land's Castle was cool. Take a Land's Castle. You could have put three Land's Castles in Tilt. That's how big Tilt was. Damn. Um, I'm just thinking of Westgate. All right, uh, the best arcade game ever. See, I've been playing a lot of arcade games lately just because they're like resurging in bars right, now. And back. I think you got one for Christmas, I bought, didn't you? I, I got Street Fighter Two for Christmas. Just right off the gut, right off the dome, right away. For me, the Simpsons arcade game. That was a. I don't know if you ever played it, but it was, oh, a, quarter, it was a quarter reader. Homer with the the the. Uh, he had just his fist. Marge yeah. had the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, Bart, Bart had, had the, the skateboard. skateboard. Lisa oh. had her saxophone, I think. Uh, Lisa had her saxophone, and Maggie had like a bottle. Oh my God, the Simpsons game was amazing. That game, that or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, the Manhattan Project, or Turtles in Time, one or the other one. 
Incredible arcade games. I will put that out, Miller. Are you gonna Are you gonna be okay today? It's with the, tough, uh, and I can tell dude, you. Westgate Mall wasn't there an MC Sports there? And oh, dude, Westgate, Rockies, Card it, Shop. It was like the the arms race, man, of the eighties was West Town versus Westgate. Like who could get cooler shops? Hell, they had the DMV in there. I got my driver's license. They had a little mobile DMV stand. Ooh, Lisa had the jump rope. That's what Lisa. Oh, um, yeah, Lisa the jump rope. Very good. Um. Damn, man. Damn, Till, dude. Yeah, that, that was one of the first Rockies. Dude, that was the Rockies where they had, like, the old school, like, 70s, like, stained glass fixtures. It was so cool. And I had birthday parties there when I was a kid. Dude, Westgate Mall. They had a they had the hobby the hobby shop where yep. I got all my little model airplanes. Yep. Oh, dude. Westgate was king. Uh, I'm trying to find a picture of a Tilt Arcade for you, Miller. I'm on the site, the Lost Madison. Lost Madison. They have a lot of cool stuff on there. I'll find a Tilt picture for you to bring back the real memories yeah so in maybe honor, get you bubbling up on air oh man uh i mean i'm telling you um uh shout out to my, to my man ob and don the draft expert and everybody in the class of 93 we had a few uh oh, yeah, they had a dunham's that's right they did have a dunham's uh yeah there may have been a few run-ins with the school truancy officer and it was i'm not kidding it was all due to one thing we would because where i went middleton you could you jump on university mm-hmm. avenue you get off there on uh, on Whitney Way. You could be at tilt, and, te- and we'd be sitting there in class like, dude, screw this. We're not t- going to math today. Who wants to go play Street Fighter 2? We'd jump in the car and head over to tilt, man, at like 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. You knew you had. That's where I knew my isms were starting. <laughs> and um, I don't know, man. Isn't it so weird to see malls now like the mall the how would you the decline of oh, the mall dude it's amazon.com you know the what mall, drives me brick and nuts? mortar is dead like um the run went by westgate um what's one of the macy's and whatnot um what is that mall oh hilldale 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 mall it used That's to be driving it used to be all inside yeah. right and then they remodeled it to all outside like an outlet mall kind of thing where you have to walk outside yeah. and i'm freezing my ass off walking yeah. around and i remember i used to be able to go to these stores inside and not freeze my ass off. Now i got to freeze my ass off walking outside. I bet you in 20, 20 years, it'll flip back again to an inside mall. I mean, everything comes back full circle, so we'll see. But, yeah, Westgate, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a golden era man here in Madison was Westgate. And my far and away a favorite pl- spot in this city Growing up was the Tilt Arcade. Was man. it Tilt with an exclamation point then Arcade? I think that's yeah, how it was. Yeah, and it was like it was it was like on the like the like the bubble font like yeah total dude. '80s cheese like oh my god Tilt was they had the snow cone machine maker in there. Never again, man. Never again will they have the, the, the nothing will ever be as good as the '70s and '80s. I mean, you can these kids, my kids today. Dude, you got no idea. You got no idea arcades. what it was like growing up, man. I'm so glad that I got to experience arcades and Dude, pet. Sh- and remember when uh, KB? Remember when there's a pet store in the mall? I'm so glad I got to experience the last end of that before they ushered out. KB toys. KB and toys was the. Oh man, it was awesome. If I got, if I was a good boy, mom and dad Let's would take to me KB. to they'd give me a twenty dollar bill and go to KB. KB and those hit the arcade up too. Yeah. Man, so in honor of the Bring tilt, me back, Miller. best arcade game ever. I've got a list for you. I've got some classics, man. We say uh, good morning to our Badger Hockey Insider, Barry Richter. Barry, Barry I, I can up? only up, assume Happy New Year. back Happy in, the, 2020. in the mid-80s, yep. a young, mulleted up, Acid jeans. hot 
Yeah. You know, king of the hockey scene. Yep. I bet Barry Richter was doing the Mr. McMahon <laughs> strut up the West Nike, Town Mall. Nike, Nike Cortez's. Yep. yep. Tell yep. me you didn't walk Bag into quarters. A, Barry, tell me you didn't walk into a Land's Castle. Land's Castle. Old East Pat, Town Mall. Old Pat dropped you off with ten bucks worth of quarters and said, I'll be back yep. at four, Barry. Yeah, you're right about that. But I was really I just loved Galaga. Like I was just like a big yeah. Galaga. I don't know what it is. There's no there's nothing better. There's no much there's not much more power than to get a double shooter in Galaga. <laughs> and that just feels so good. Jerry, can you great. believe Westgate Mall is getting demolished? Yeah, I know. Isn't it, I, I know. mean, it's been a ghost town for a long time, but it's done. It's yeah, gone. It's done. Gonzies. Yeah, I know, I know the guy that uh, bought that, so he's going to be renovating it. And I heard what, mixed, mixed complex or something? Yep, and yep. So that'd be so, cool. Yeah, miss the old Rocky Rococo's over there. I know. I, I miss it a lot. Yeah, it's good good memories. I used to ride my uh, my bike up to the baseball card shop, Barry, and I'd sit behind <laughs> the I'd sit behind the movie theater and like common, common, have it, have it, have it, and then go right back and buy more packs of cards. Man, so. you guys are dialed in. You guys, Barry, you guys know a lot. Let me, let me ask you, what, guys know a lot. when you were crushing <sighs> arcade games in the '80s and whatnot, what did you think the year 2020 would be like? Oh my gosh, it's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy when you look at uh, now. I have a I have a well, 21 year old and 13 year old boy, and these guys go down and play NHL. It's, it's called Chell. Yeah, you know, Chell. Chell. Twenty. Chell. And these guys go down, and you can see the actual stubble on these guys' face. You know, when <laughs> they you got watch like, them, their eyes are moving. It's and crazy. Stuff, yeah. It's absolutely insane. I mean, it's uh, it's actually a lot of fun to just watch, but it's intimidating when you have that many buttons and controls. Well, it's, like, it's yeah, actually I really want, good I now. Want, I want one button want and a joystick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all I want. I played Miss Pac-Man. It was a joystick. That was it. <laughs> My son's like landing a freaking jet when he's playing a video game. Now he's got he's got headsets and buttons. I'm like, ah, dude, I don't even. You guys, are, you guys are going to love this. So over Christmas, we did like a white elephant gift, you know, with my in-laws and everything. And there was one that my wife opened up. Or actually, my wife opened up one, and my other brother-in-law had another one that was the Atari. Original Atari. Yeah, dude. Oh. They have those, yeah, they remake them now. Um, that's so a white my, elephant My wife gift. had the steel, and I'm like, you're getting yeah, that. You're stealing You're that grabbing that. Me. So we got the Atari and everything. Sweet. You know, Pitfall. I have an Nintendo. Pitfall from Atari. <laughs> dude, yeah. Pitfall. Um, Activision. River Raid. Yeah. River Raid was badass. Dude, I have a Nintendo, a little Nintendo reissue. Yep. So I have that. Yep. So cool. exactly. Activision got in there with the cartridges. Remember that? And yeah. yeah. It was just great. They don't work. Just blow them down. Yeah, blow on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, maybe uh, we can do that to the first half of the Badger hockey season, Barry. Oh, the the cartridge got dusty, right? Because when you yeah. got it, the season was brand new. It worked fine, right? I think some dust got in the cartridge, and t- Coach Granado and our buddy Strobes, they just got to blow off the cartridge because, right, we need a reset yeah. button here reset. for the second half of the season. Absolutely reset. So, and, and four of these guys went over and played for Team USA, uh, Kendra Miller, Ty Emerson, Cole Caulfield, and uh, – Turcotte went and played over the holidays for Team USA. So hopefully these guys come back with some freshness and some jump on their step by playing against the best 18, 19-year-olds in the world. But you're right. They have to have a total reset. And I was thinking about it, you know, last night and, you know, before we got on the air today, it's like almost like every game is a playoff game. I mean, yeah. you have to have that mentality. I mean, it's just the way it is. And so, and it's a good it's a good test for the, the medal of the boys and, and to see what they can do. They have a great team in Ohio State coming in, a very well-coached team. Steve Rollick, he was the captain of the 1990 team here uh, for the Badgers that I was on, uh, won the national championship. So 
they're uh, you know whatever polls you look at, sixth, seventh, or eighth in, in, in the rankings, and, and they're a very well coached team. So it's going to be a big test for the Badgers again this weekend at well, home. What does a break like this? You know, well they have like a month off almost. What does that do for uh, your mindset, your mentality, your body? Well, when it, when the season goes is not uh, as expected, so it's just focus on exams, and then you get into just sort of get away from the game. So I'm sure the coaches just some gave self them some break, yep, get away. Like I said before, maybe the, the guys go out, have a little fun, get it out of the system a little bit as a team, bonding, um, and then get right at it uh, when you know that you're going to have uh, a, t- a tough team coming in and you have to kick off the rust. They had a game last week against uh, Team USA over in uh, Michigan that, that they won 3-2, but they didn't have the whole team, and they were playing probably about five lines in that game. So, you know, Friday night, 8 o'clock, it starts. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be real for the guys, and, and like I said, it's going to be a, a real major test for them to keep focused you know, a first period and with a very, very good team coming in town. Well, you said white elephant uh, gift, Barry. So the elephant in the room for Badger hockey mm-hmm. has been getting to the NCAA tournament. And, you know, obviously when you were, you know, starting the season the way they did, top five ranked team in the country, I think everyone, I know I was like, man, finally, this is the year. It's everything's going to be here. And then they obviously they have this unfortunate kind of collapse for the last couple of weeks, you know, the first half. I mean, the good news, like you say, if, if there is good news, is you got plenty of time to make this thing up, right? I mean, you look at the next three weeks, all ranked opponents, Ohio State, Michigan State, Notre Dame. I mean, if you can get a run going here, you know, win three or four of these next couple of games, I mean, can you get back in this thing? Well, especially when you're playing at home. So, you know, you're at home, you're you're, you're in the friendly confines, and so it's, it's uh, yeah, the home ice advantage. The other team is traveling. And so that's where you got to start picking it up. you got four games here, Ohio State, Michigan State next uh, weekend. And maybe you can get a little bit of a roll here. Feel good about the game. Feel get a little bit of confidence. And uh, you know the goaltending, Lebedev has a, has a good start to the the Friday night's game, which is a very key component. You got to have consistency in the goaltending because that relays into everything. That just relays into five on five play. When you make a mistake, is it two on one? Is it in the back of your net, or do you, do you steal a save? You know, and that really can elevate a team. Or on a penalty kill, when it's uh, you're in penalty trouble and you're taking dumb penalties, and all of a sudden. You know, you got two penalties back-to-back, and you kill them off. You can gain momentum from that, and that's where uh, hopefully Lebedev can stand on his game because there's been spurts this year where he shows that he can he can definitely stand up there with the best of them, and then there's been spurts where, you know, it's uh, maybe a little bit of lack of focus. So hopefully we see the the, uh, the one that had a little more focus. Do you find focus. It, that it's harder to win now just because of the parity of, like, you have social media, you have everyone, like, the recruiting's easier now, and you I know Strobes and all those guys are still flying up to Canada and whatnot, but with social media and everything, and everyone's, like, buddy-buddy, and they, you know, there are people going to Arizona State now to play hockey. People, it's, it's absolutely... Like, is there more parity now, and it's a lot it's harder so to win? so much parity. It's crazy, Evo. I mean, it's uh, I was with uh, Coach Strobel uh, last weekend, uh, we went out and had dinner and just checked, and he was on the road 23 out of 24 days oh, in December. Yeah. Isn't he getting married? 23 out of 24 days. He is going to get married at some point in time. <laughs> but it's, to it's, a woman or to like a, uh, a frequent it's, it's, flyer it's, card? A frequent flyer card. Yeah. But look at Arizona State. I believe they cracked the top 16 or top 18, like I said. Depending on the poll, they're right in there, and they're just a startup. You know, They're basically a startup, so everything's accelerated. It's crazy. And uh, you look at the Badgers, they did a great job of recruiting. But maybe the recipe is is uh, is 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 maybe not you know these guys and these kids that are so good so skilled, you know it's it it's maybe the chemistry is just not there. Well, what about Badgers. Minnesota? Like Minnesota, they've had down year, they've had yeah. some down years, and right? Down, and aren't, yep, down aren't they years. like the? 
the cream of the crop when it comes to the. They're restarting. I mean, they they have a whole new coaching staff. I think they're, he's in um, Moscow's in his second season there, and then they're they're starting to finally get a little bit of mojo. They're the youngest team in the nation right yeah. now. And then you look at all uh, all the other schools, Mankato State. You got Duluth, Minnesota Duluth, um, Bemidji State. St. Cloud State, these other schools have actually been able it's to crazy. Been, been able to pick up. Well players then just look at college basketball. You have number one teams falling every night. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, and then you just, know, every sport there's just parody all around. It is. It's, for, I think it's harder to win. Except for basketball. Yeah. NBA. Yeah, Bucks. Yeah. How about the Bucks? <laughs> Rain Supreme. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> Visit with our Badger hockey insider Barry Richter. You know, Barry, you go back and you look and you know the, the high water mark, right? You sweep Duluth, the defending national champ. You're you're ranked, I think, top five in the country. Then it kind of just kind of slowly eroded. You split a couple series and then you go on a three game losing streak to end this first half. I mean, is there one specific moment you point at to where something changed was it kind of a slow burn like where where did it go from after they swept Duluth and we're all feeling like this team is a championship contender to now at the midway point of the season just hoping somehow they can claw their way back into the you know the just to be an NCAA tournament team yeah there is not a magic moment there is not a, a, a single uh or, or maybe two injuries the two key players that you can look at when you do look at certain teams when they have their demise you can say okay you know what the the lead quarterback got hurt, or the the point guard got hurt. Here, it was just a it was just a snowball effect where you just when you when you don't play well, you know, just keep on. It's almost like you're you're playing catch up, and that's just what happened. And 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 it can go the other way too, right? So you can have that sort of momentum where you see it. You saw it last year, St. Louis Blues, like we've talked about, winning the Stanley Cup, and where they just grabbed the last quarter of the season and they just went on a roll and couldn't be stopped. Well, you get on a roll the other way, it's it's, it's just you're fighting. You're fighting out of your shadow. You're doing everything and anything you can do. You're changing your sleeping patterns. You're changing your <laughs> habits on game day. The coaches are changing things, and you're just searching for something. So get back to the basics. Play some consistent hockey. I think there's some things they can tidy up. We've talked about that in the past. Uh, we have not seen that in their game and, and, uh, and on a consistent level. So hopefully we can see that this weekend. If Barry Richter was in a rut, what would he do to get out of it? You got to change it up, right? Yeah. You got to change it up. Whatever you got to do, you got to do something different. <laughs> you got to do something different. You Skate gotta, backwards. You, you know, you take a different route to the rink. Yep. You got to do, do you everything know, left-handed, not yep. right-handed. You know, maybe you just uh, you know do do something. Lord, it's not it, hockey players are players, uh, and it's a game of habit. So there, everything's a habit. It's very ritualized. You know, when you get to the rink, you do something at five ten, then it's five twenty-five. It's almost like just a cadence. And a lot of athletes are like that. Yeah. So you got to change it up, and whether it's your pregame meal, your sleeping habits, your nap habits before the game, you got to change nap. it up. Nap sounds. I love think the naps. term you're looking for, Barry, is slump buster. Yeah, slump buster. We'll say Barry, slump buster. But if you don't know that, just Google Mark Grace, comma slump buster. Yeah. Uh, you were mentioning uh, <laughs> Coach Strobel and his travel. So just to give an idea of like how committed this hockey team is, so you mentioned that under eighteen uh, exhibition, which the Badgers won. That was at three o'clock on New Year's Day in Plymouth, Michigan. I mean, like, hockey players will literally go anywhere anytime to play. You mentioned the guys playing overseas in the in the junior worlds, and then the, the guys that didn't play get on a bus and say, let's go over to Michigan and play a game on New Year's Day. Yeah. yeah hey, that's just crazy. Well, that's the way it is. and I, I, look, I love it. I look, love it. You look back on it, and a normal student, and, and I have uh, my daughter's a freshman at UW. She's got five weeks off. Yeah. And it's just uh, you maybe had two or three days off over Christmas, and then you're just back at Five it. So it's just weeks, so it's just it's just nuts uh, compared to the the typical uh, student, com- and then compared them to the student athlete, the amount of uh, time that they dedicate. You know that's what people don't understand. These these are real kids, right? They're yeah. going to school. They're trying to juggle school. 
and uh, and then they're also trying to play at elite level. Um, you know, and it's and it feels like a business at at sometimes, and and it is. It's gotta be hard. Let's face tough. it, it is right. It's, I couldn't imagine being a full time student and then the full time athlete too. Yeah, it's a it's a lot for these guys. So at the I know a lot of ramp up because you like you said, a lot of social media gets on players, gets on uh, coaches. But at the end of the day, this is I think we just got to take a step back because it's you know, and I see it at the at the youth level with hockey, uh, with yeah. with thirteen year olds and twelve year olds and and. Parents thinking the kids are going to go Division One or play pro, and it's just like just, just take a step back and let's have fun. Let the kids have fun, but as in college well, okay. hockey, you know it's going to be business. I mean, Barry, college hockey is a business. You played in the NHL. You played in the Olympics. Were you a one sport athlete growing up, or were you no, just strictly multiple, no, hockey? Multiple yeah. sports, and to a certain point in time where you're like, okay, now I got to dedicate it. But I mean, to this day, I still play golf, play pickup basketball, everything. Yeah. You know, it's just a, it's just, it's the way. It's just grew a up. different mindset now. Yep. You, nobody, I mean, look, I, I, my, well, JJ Watt was talking about. It. He's like, you need, you need to go play different sports. You got to yeah. like not just focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. You got to get out there and do a lot of yeah. different things. I mean, wrestling was my main sport, but I couldn't even imagine not playing little league baseball growing yeah. up. Or I couldn't imagine yep. not playing uh, rec- basketball in the summer. I, I just, I couldn't imagine not doing the other sports. And now. Like all my daughter does is swim. All my son does is wrestling. I mean, I, they commit to it, and I love them for it. But it's like it's just a different time. Yeah. Man. And so when I coach, I coach the Madison Capitals, and it's 2006 born. So these kids are 13 and 14, seventh and eighth grade. And I, I make a point of it to make sure to tell the parents, let them play soccer and football in the fall, and and I'm okay with them missing games. Like I, you know, cause cool, almost, yeah. the parents are almost scared. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, no, go well, ahead. Barry, because that's because every parent <laughs> thinks they have the next number one draft. The next Wayne Gretzky right in the league. I have to tell the kids, the seven-year-old parents of my, like, we had wrestling club list, and I have to break it to them. That not every kid in this room is going to be in the Olympics yeah. someday. It's tough yeah. for them to hear, but your little seven-year-old son who's got his finger up his nose while I'm showing a double leg, he might not be an Olympic champion. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we just got to let that one have fun. But, you know, getting back to college, and we're talking about the bad Rocky. <laughs> it is, uh, and you talk about these guys are going to start selling their likeness, right? So yeah. it is a business. I mean, it's no doubt about it. Uh, college sports is a business. Hey, uh, before we let you go visiting with our guy Barry Richter, so you said it. I mean, seven, ten, and one. I mean, you're going to have to get, you know, probably go seventy five percent win percentage down the, the road uh, here to get back into tournament relevancy. Uh, you, you got four at home, and they're they're ranked opponents, obviously in Ohio State, Michigan State. I mean, if you can somehow get you know three wins here out of the next week, get, get it back to five hundred. Um, you know, how, how critical are to find ways to win these next two series at home. Yeah, very critical. And if you look at the end result, I guess, in the next two weeks, if you get three out of four, that would be great. Uh, once again, I think it's a more of a focus like, hey, this is a playoff game. This is like game seven for us on Friday night. we got to win this game. <clears throat> and then whatever happens, reset it. Go again Saturday. This is game seven. Let's reset it. Let's see what and let's let's try to find some positive uh, momentum to our game here and just build upon one game that. at a time. Yeah, you know, you, yeah, you love the coach seat, yeah. don't you? <laughs> well, Barry, you know, I'm gonna stick to the basics. Know, do it one game at a time. Go get back to the basics. Yep. Unfortunately, that is just it's it's you're gonna it's, hammer it's, it home. It's the way it is. I mean, it's the way it is when you see a team that's struggling. You really just got to be simple with it. And I tell my own kids that you got to make certain passes. You can't try to do too much. And this team, when you watch the games, is trying to beat the extra player, is trying to make that extra pass <clears throat> rather than just let simple passes. Yeah, let the game come to you. <laughs> well, Barry, you talk about changing it up and going Not back to video games where we started. I got a 
a Pac-Man arcade game Ooh. over Christmas and Street Fighter 2. I'm turning my house into an arcade Are you in really? honor of Aladdin's Castle. Oh, my so God. That's going to be great. Bring the boys over. We'll just have some team building playing Pac-Man I love it. Someday. I love it. We're going to get it going. You come over to my own play Modern Warfare or Call of Duty with me, too. We'll call of Duty over there? <laughs> I'll send my 13-year-old over to Evo, yeah, that's and then speed. I'll have to the arcade. Yeah, we'll, we'll play we'll some, fun. some Pac-Man. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks, have a Barry. great week. There's our Badger Hockey Insider, Barry Richter. Uh, again, a reminder, Sunday. 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 How about this day? Got the Wisconsin Wrestling pregame show live from the Fieldhouse. That'll be one to two. And then we have the Joe and Evo show, pregame style, tailgaters, 3.30 to 5.30. You got the Badger Wrestling Meet at 2, taking on Nebraska. You got the Packers taking on Seattle at 5.40. That's a pretty good sports day here in Wisconsin on Sunday. That's a great day. You know what uh, I don't really care for about tonight? Is that the Badgers eight play at and eight o'clock, and then the Bucks play at nine? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, I'm not going to say if I watch the Bucks. Full disclosure here, because they should beat the hell out of the Warriors, especially after they lost to the Spurs. Probably pretty grumpy, but I will watch the Badgers take on the Fighting Illini. That's a good game. Uh, I'm all in on Wisconsin. Um, spoiler alert: coming up for the Daily Action Zone, may have a bet on one of those two games. Um, but yeah, I mean Illinois is not bad. Obviously, now it's how far can Greg Gard go with this thing? He has pulled them once again out of the fire. And now the question is, can they maintain this? So I think the storyline to me is, uh, was, uh, you know, the last two weeks kind of a, a fluke or was Wisconsin back? You know, they're, are they doing their best John Wick right now? Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, that huge, huge win in Ohio State was great. I think Micah Potter just, even if Micah Potter doesn't get the minutes and the points in all the games, he alleviates a lot of pressure from Nate Reavers. You've seen Nate Reavers do a lot better since Micah Potter's been back. And how about Tyler Wall? This Dude. freshman, man, I'm telling you, beast. he's a beast. Unsung hero for that win over Ohio State. Uh, fighting Illini, not good on the road. Badgers undefeated at the Kohl Center this season. So let's go. All right, so uh, that's coming up tonight. Again, Daily Action Zone, which is Wednesday. It's actually gut check day. It feels forever because we had Christmas on a Wednesday. No show. Yep. We had New Year's Day on a Wednesday. No show. So it's our first gut check in almost a month. Been a man. Uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Again, the question who makes it to a Super Bowl first, Matt LaFleur or Mike McCarthy? And if it's LaFleur, is it because he's got the head start? Which, I mean, to be it, it, to be fair to LaFleur or unfair to McCarthy, McCarthy's yet to play a game. LaFleur's two wins away. Evil one of them's at home where the Packers are a favorite. So, I mean, it's duh. Of course this is LaFleur. But if you, if you don't think the Packers have enough to beat the Seahawks and or the 49ers or Vikings next week... And you go back now, certainly in off season, and Brian Gutekunst has done a fine job in his first two off seasons, last year specifically. Um, and maybe they can. I mean, look, last year he went all in on defense. Maybe this off season he'll go in on offense, and we'll have legitimate wide receivers and tight ends. But I mean, right now, apples to apples, the Dallas Cowboy roster is better. Oh, so loaded. if you go into this off season, who will be? You know, if the Packers go crazy here and they win Sunday and they blow out the 49ers next week and they make it to a Super Bowl. <laughs> The Packers are clearly going to be picked to win more games next year than Dallas. But I wonder, what if, God forbid, the Packers lose on Sunday? Do you think, really, the the Packers will be favored to win more games what next are, year than Dallas? What are the Dallas? Packers favored by right now for Sunday? Four. Four? Did you, have you looked at the AFC games of what the, the, the spread is? Because uh, I know the, the yes. Vikings are favor, or six-point underdogs, Six-point right? underdogs. Houston is a 10-point dog at Kansas City, Jeez. and Tennessee is a 10-point dog at Baltimore. So the Packers, on paper, have the hardest game in front of them, according to Vegas? That's correct, my friend. And um, I have to ask Nelson over here a question. 
We have this on uh, Twitter right now. Rory says, the king says, it's Super Bowl or bust. And if, quote unquote, Wonder Boy, I saw this tweet. if Wonder Boy, that's LaFleur, doesn't win it this year, he should be fired or put on Mount Notice. I'm thinking that's tongue in cheek. I think it is, but just to make sure Who knows? Nelson. Just to see what he does, Nelson. I mean, it'd be pretty tough to put a first year head coach that went 13 and 3 and either lost in the divisional round or any farther in the playoffs on Mount Notice. Just clear in the air. Though I still will never call him Wonder Boy. <laughs> well, would you call him Wonder Man? Well, I said if he wins a Super if Bowl, he wins you a won't Super call Bowl, him he Wonder becomes Boy? Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Yeah, if if the Packers win the Super Bowl, Wonder Man will be his name from now on. Well, he's younger. I'll never if, say my the, question: If they win the Super Bowl this year, the Packers does Lafleur automatically get a street named after him? Yes, that's the, the Packers have been on record saying that I, as a winning coach. So. Um, there's a Mike McCarthy drive. There's Mike Holmgren. Mike McCarthy Mike way. I'm saying there's Mike Holmgren drive. Mike McCarthy way, and there's Lombardi Avenue. There's a so is there a street? There hasn't been a street yet. Lafleur Street. Matt Lafleur. Lafleur Street. Lafleur Circle. <laughs> I get it. Uh, Lane. Lafleur Lane. Lafleur Lane. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Lafleur. Let's go with that. If they win Lafleur Lane. So let me. So let me ask you both. You guys a question. Joe Ebo. Yeah. I'll never utter the name Lafleur ever again if he wins the Super Bowl. It'll just be Wonder Man. Wonder we'll Man. know exactly who I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> it's still Wonder Boy to me because I'm older than him. But you can go Wonder Man. So if the, I mean, if the Packers win the Super Bowl, that's going to change. If they get bounced this week or next week. I don't know that they would be thought of that going on paper going to the offseason, they're better than Dallas. So could you see Dallas being picked to win more games than the Packers next year? And then the question of if LaFleur doesn't win the Super Bowl this year, that McCarthy might have a better chance next year because you'd rather going into this offseason have Dallas's roster than Green Bay's. I mean, the only thing, well, who would you <clears throat> excuse me, who would you take if you were to start? I said no. I said this yesterday, but who, if you were to start a, a a team, a franchise, who would you take to be your quarterback? Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers? Man, it's so tough because obviously you want Rodgers now, but I mean, what's your window to win? Most coaches don't have more than three or four years. If you think Dak Prescott's going to be good for ten years, of course you take Prescott. If you're Mike McCarthy or any new coach, what do you have? Two, three years. If you don't win in two or three years in the NFL, you're gone, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would take Rodgers. Because you got to win right away. Man, I think I'd lean Dak Prescott, to be honest with you. I mean, you'd take Zeke over Aaron Jones, wouldn't you? You'd have to. He's the best. I mean, statistically. I mean, Amari Cooper's a beast. But well, would you Devontae's, take him over Devontae Adams? No, Devontae Adams is top five yeah, for me. I would me. take Devontae Adams. What's Amari, top ten? Yeah. Amari's t- or, uh, I'd say right on the five. line of top ten and Devontae right on the line of top five. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the, the Cowboys are just loaded. So. Well, Nelson, who's ro- does, do the Cowboys have a better roster than the Packers right now where it's since? Before free agency, before the draft, maybe that changes. But just right now, what 53-man roster is better, Green Bay's or Dallas's? Dallas. Yeah. I mean, the quarterback, you can nitpick if you want future, if you want to win in the next few years. Running back, you have to go with Zeke. Receivers, you have to go with Dallas because they have more than one. Uh, Tight ends, you have to go with Dallas because they have two younger guys that actually show some promise, not an aged Jimmy Graham and a couple guys – you hope can be okay. Um, offensive line, younger and better. In my, I mean, Green no, Bay's o- offensive line's been good, but Dallas is younger and it's locked up for the future. And then the defense, I would say, probably outside of, man, probably outside of a couple positions, Dallas is better overall on defense too. It's a nice little spot for Big Mike. Yeah. So again, I just I mean, hate like, that it's in the NFC. I I think look, if Lafleur wins it this year, obviously it's a moot point. But if 
If they don't, I wonder going into the offseason, which team will be favored to win? You know, which team will Vegas set the over under at higher next year? By the way, you have to factor this in as well. The NFC East is garbage. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, the Giants hired some wide receiver coach from New England. By the way, guess what New England was in passing this year? <laughs> 32nd. Yeah, Guess good. how many teams are in the NFL? 30-32. They hired the worst wide receiver coach in the NFL. Washington's an always dumpster fire. So you know all what's... McCarthy has to do next year is beat the Eagles, and he's going to the playoffs. Yep. You know what's crazy is that uh, one of Dallas's like all-pro linebackers was out mostly all year in Vander Esch. They still have Sean Lee and Jalen Smith. We're complaining about how yeah. Blake Martinez isn't a pro bowler. <laughs> they, uh, they have three. Uh, McCarthy's in a good spot to win right away. Hey, wait, real quick, we Go got ahead. a question here on Twitch. Um, so if, if you're watching us on Twitch, you can see my face, you can see Joe's face, you can see Nelson's face. Um, if you're listening on radio, it's Theater of the Mind right here. So we have a question from Artie Ho on Twitch. Is Rowdy Razor, that's Nelson, is Nelson rocking the mini Minshew today? Now, if you know Gardner Minshew, the Jags quarterback, he's got that handlebar mustache and the flavor saver, the goatee. <laughs> Nelson is rocking the handlebar mustache and the flavor saver. Nelson, what was your inspiration to rock this this look? I'm you look like, like Gardner a, Minshew. Well, I had a full beard basically since November 1st, and I decided to uh, almost like Rachel Phelps and the Cleveland Indians, you know, make a shave a day before uh, Sunday's Packer game, get it down to the Rodgers mustache by Sunday. So what are you going to save? How are you going to do it? Are you going to shave your, your soul patch tonight? Yeah, probably and then uh, just take away the mustache here in the next couple days. You know, be careful of – now, some people will call it the Charlie Champl- Chaplin, but the closer you get to that, keep shaving your mustache, you might raise some eyebrows yeah. and some questions. Keep the hand- I see I, – I think of Mod Squad when I look at your handlebar mustache right now, but I see a little Aaron Rodgers in you, which well, is surprising that's... for an admitted Rodgers hater that you would emulate him. Are you a Rodgers hater? I'm not a Rodgers hater. That's debatable. Rodgers fact checker. <laughs> Real, I'm a realist. Okay, here's it. Here, th- this one. I don't know if this is better, Ebo, from the obscurity or the again, no joystick, uh, or the fact that this was. Do you think in this era of political correctness, a game like this would ever fly? I cannot believe that I was eight years old playing a game that served alcohol. Remember the game Tapper, where you're a you're oh you're a God. bar you're a bartender and you got the angry bar patrons and you're sliding mugs of beer. And you got to jump. There's like five about that rows game. of taps, and instead of a joystick, it was literally yeah, a tapper. A tapper. Like in what world would you walk in? Can you imagine? I mean, it wasn't the, a joystick, but it was like you just like it was a tapper. Yeah. It was a tap. It was a tap. Can you imagine the PC freak shows in this era? We're letting our children play games with alcohol. Yeah, and you're over serving them. Uh, um, that's why. Uh, Take me back to the 90s and 80s, man. Yeah, 1983, Tapper, and we had, uh, we'd go up to my cabin in Door County, we'd have, you know, the supper clubs. The supper club would have the sit-down one game, and it was Tapper. And all you did was just, that you, game was sick. You, you'd move up and down, there was four rows of bars, and there was four Tappers, and, and you, you had these people, people bar, and you had to beer. slide the beer down. Yeah. You had to slide the, the mugs of beer. And they, they're, they'd all get mad at you. It's right. like you're at an old saloon. And if they got to the end of the bar where the Tapper was before you served him, they'd pick up the bartender, <laughs> and they'd slide the bartender <laughs> down the bar. Phenomenal game, man. I, in what world that we live in now would you be able to play a game, which are, I know adults play, but games are tailored for kids, for minors, where you can serve yeah. alcohol, and the, if you lose the game, 
you're basically getting into a bar fight. Dude, they have, there's like, there's people complaining now about like they're rebooting some of these games. There's people complaining that there's not enough diversity in these video games or that they're playing them, that the accent the person is using is racist or something. It's like it's a video game, dude. Yeah. Like uh, Final Fantasy VII remaking. I don't, I'm not going to get down to it. It's, it's annoying. Take me back to the 90s, man, when these, you could play these arcade games and no one would blink an eye at it. So, yeah, that would be another one on the obscure. And then, you know, for the, the a couple of people tweeting me at Actions on Radio, because I mentioned this earlier, the Operation Wolf. Um, you know, now the, the, think about call. This was Call of Duty <sighs> in 1980. Operation Wolf, where you had four different campaigns. It was like Vietnam, and you were all like, or it was like a desert. It was 1987. It was the first ever one-player shooter video game. Uh, it There wouldn't be... Call of Duty, if there wasn't Operation Wolf, and you had that Uzi, it was another one, you go into the arcade, and it was just a, pla- do you think this would fly in 2020? It was a plastic Uzi on top of the console. Yeah, those are and awesome. And you're just sitting there with your Uzi mowing down the bad guys. Those Operation are so cool. Wolf, incredible game. Now, speaking of shootouts, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? We had the four- Did you see the forecast for Sunday at Lambeau Field? 21 to 25 degrees. Wind's going to be at like three to four miles an hour. It's going to be sunny. There ain't going to be any snow besides maybe a little in the morning. Do you see this game being a shootout at Lambeau Field, Miller? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the weather. You know, I don't think it's bad enough to make it, you know, truly a home field. I mean, you, you I think you said it yesterday. I mean, or Nelly, one of you guys said, I mean, look, Seattle, it's always rainy. It's always windy. It's always cold. Now, it might not be 20. But it's not like Russell Wilson's not used to playing in bad games. So, so I don't think the weather has they, anything they, to do with it. I got this guy. This guy from Seattle broke it down on Twitter for the forecast. The forecast is to be 21 to 25 degrees in Green Bay. Russell Wilson's career in games 21 to 40 degrees, 13 starts, 28 touchdowns, 12 interceptions with a 63.8% completion and a 97.6 passer rating and his 2.15 TDs per game in 21 to 40 degree cold weather is his best touchdown rate in any temperature range. Yeah, I mean Seattle might be worse weather. They broke it down at Russ is right. the as a beast in this in this range. Yeah. And But he the, sucks at Lambeau. Well, but here's the thing. Like, okay, it's colder in Green Bay than it is in Seattle, but you average out the eight home games. You know, the weather in Wisconsin in September and October is lovely. The weather in Seattle in October could be 40 and 20 mile an hour winds and rain. So I, I'm, I bet you Russell Wilson plays in more bad weather games than Aaron Rodgers does. So I, the weather to me is a non, it's nothing. Well, it's these, just about which team do you think is better, Green Bay or Seattle? Yeah, I mean, they're both playing the same freaking now, elements. If that was, you know, if that was the Saints coming in, coming in and it was 20 degrees, I might say advantage Packers. You know, if that was the Rams from last year, I might say advantage Packers. Seattle, that, that means nothing to this game. The weather, so if you think it's, oh, it's yeah. frozen tundra, it's Green Bay in January, the weather is, that's nothing to do with well, the story giving, on Sunday. They're saying how good Russell Wilson is in this is in this temperature degree range, but that's like what it is in Seattle. Like, yeah, that's, like, what it, that's, that's a normal home, day in Seattle. Yeah, that's like his home field advantage. So, But if you look at his stats at Lambeau Field, Russell Wilson is not, he's very pedestrian at Lambeau Field. I don't think the Seahawks have won there since 1999. So the home field advantage is really good. No, for Russell Wilson has not ever won a game at Lambeau. All the wins, the playoffs, the crazy ass fail Mary, uh, those were all in in Seattle. Yeah. So um, if you you know if you're looking for something as a Packer fan, I just 
What is the biggest thing that's is is it just Russell Wilson? Is that what scares you on Sunday as a Packer yeah, fan? I think I think it's just Russ because I you never count him count him out of a game. I'd go with the combination of uh, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, just because Pete Carroll is a pretty solid coach. Yeah, but I mean, what else is Marshawn Lynch keeping up at night? No, and the fact that they said they're going to give him more touches. Yeah, they're giving him more touches. Makes me sleep even better. <laughs> Same. You know, they did try. I mean, you think about this. Uh, they did try Eddie Lacy two years ago. Can you imagine if, uh, you know, what What if they, could we, they get Eddie Lacy just for one Sunday only? Going Eddie Lacy, yeah, Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, their center went out. <laughs> oh, you're going to play center? He ain't playing running back. <laughs> I mean, you know, one day only? I bet you Eddie Lacy's pushing three bills on a scale right now. See if you can find a, a, an active photo of Eddie Lacy. He was like 270, Joe, when he was trying to make a comeback. On Wikipedia, he's 253, but yeah. I don't know. Who knows when that was updated? I was going to say, yeah, that, that can't be. That yeah. was like his third year with the Packers. That's, I know he's on Twitter. I'll that's funny. Biggest concern on Sunday, but we don't always be negative here, Eva. What's the biggest positive? What is the best thing the Packers have going for them as to why you think they will beat the Seahawks uh, on Sunday, 608-321-1670. And then, uh, of course, uh, paying homage to the late, great Westgate Mall, which news came down yesterday here for our Madison listeners. If you're an affiliate or a young buck, you probably never heard of Westgate. But if you didn't, you missed out on an amazing golden era, Ebo. And to me, the best fixture in that great mall, the arcade tilt and we've been making a list of your favorite old school uh, video games. And we were talking you know, about some of the, the novel teams that you don't have that anymore. You know, like Paperboy and 720 and the the Beer Tapper game. Here's two more for you that, that never had a... I mean, think about games that didn't have a joystick. And I, you you got you to gotta step I, up on this one. I can you, only think of the ones that had like a gun attached right. to it. 1984... Very bizarre game, but I, I was obsessed with Marble Madness. Did you ever play the game Marble Madness? Is that where you had to navigate the little marble through like a little? Yeah, that's literally all it was. Like it was maze, kind of. It, it was a trackball, yeah. And you were trying to. The game was cool. It was. It was all like a touch game, like yeah. trying to keep this little ball or marble on the track. Um, so that was a non-joystick game, and then this one, this is next level. We have a bunch of people have tweeted about this one. <laughs> Just soothing. <laughs> Who could forget Arkanoid? Did you play Arkanoid? Oh, yeah, Evil dude, that as game a kid? was pretty dope, man. With the little, you, you, yeah, you, you turn the, I don't know, what, like a knob, just left. All it was yep. was left to right. You were trying to keep that ball on your little, your little <laughs> tube, and you were trying to break the bricks. Yep, that was a classic, man. And you, you get, get the fire button, or you get the multiple balls. You know what's funny about all these games is it took a gigantic machine to do it, like a huge arcade machine. Now you can download all of them on your phone. Did you know that? You can download, you can download all I'm, these games on your phone I, I did now. not, but that does not surprise me at all. Um, Definitely not the same feel. But. No, you, you got, I mean, look, getting in that. There's nothing better than wasting twenty dollars and quarters just to get frustrated and leave the arcade with your mom yelling at you. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah, it, our people, the kids these days playing their video games, will never understand what it was like. Uh, so if you have a game, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. All right, so give me a positive then, both of you. Uh, what is the biggest or one of the biggest reasons why you feel like the Packers will win on Sunday? Uh, they have Aaron Jones. 
I think that's a gigantic positive, a guy that knows how to get into the end zone. Aaron Jones is a huge positive for me. Nelson? I'm going to go with, this is a pretty easy one, health and home field advantage. The fact that they're still relatively, everyone's healthy, and they're playing at home. Seahawks, super banged up. And they've struggled at Lambeau Field. Seriously, the only thing I'm worried about is because it's Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll and they know how to win. That's it. If this was insert average quarterback and average head coach, I wouldn't I wouldn't be nervous at all. Yeah, to me, my big you said one of it, uh, Nelly. My biggest positive is the health. I mean, I, for this point in the season to be in the second round of the playoffs and literally have no starters out, the Green Bay Packers have to be the healthiest team in like the history of the National Football League. At this point, it is crazy. So, yeah, Seattle's banged up. Everybody's banged up. I mean, the Packers aren't. Now, is that the biggest reason they're 13 and three is still playing? Is because, you know, they are healthy? Like, had Mike McCarthy not had the ill fortune of the injuries the last two years, would he still be the coach of the Packers? Would they be playing in this game um, today? It's certainly a debatable point. So, I would certainly say health. And then the second part is to go along with that, Evo, is that every time we've doubted this Packer team saying they're overachieving, they're pretenders, they're the worst 7-1 team, or they're the worst division winner, or they're the worst 13-3 and team, every time we've said that, what happens? They surprise you. Yeah. Nobody said they were going to beat Minnesota, and then it was going to be, well, beat the Lions, and you'll still win the division, and you'll get one home game. You're never going to go up and win that Viking game. Uh, you know, you're never going to win double-digit games. You might make the playoffs, but you're never going to have a first-round bye. So I would say the biggest thing the Packers have going for them is they've been proving us wrong this entire season. Yeah, I think. Well, why would I doubt them now? Right, and another positive I think you could say is um, how many thirteen and three of the thirteen and three? How many of those thirteen wins? How many good games did Aaron Rodgers have? Do you think two? Uh, I I mean I'd have to go back. I mean not sixteen. I, I no, maybe four I'm, or five when you think about it. I don't. So know. I'd we'll have say, to go through every box score. So Aaron Rodgers got ten to twelve bad games out of his system and maybe we'll see the vintage Aaron Rodgers of old in the playoffs after two years at Lambeau Field and he can exercise some demons against the uh the Seahawks maybe well, he got the bad games out of his system now he's ready to emerge on the scene again well, yeah you can, yeah you can argue that Rodgers had three good games but in one of them it was against the Giants and that was in the fourth quarter the other one was against the Chiefs with mm-hmm. Matt Moore now I know Matt Moore doesn't play defense but it's just a, yeah, little a perfect pass rating against the Raiders. It's a little different feel. And then obviously the Raider game. Well, I would say, yeah, the pot, one of the positives is that they're 13 and three, despite Rogers, not having yeah, too he's many get, elite he's games getting it out of the system. They're winning despite that. So if, well, if he has a elite game, I don't think there's any chance they lose on Sunday. And then the, the comeback to that would be, he might not even have a good game and they could still win. Yeah, that's why I said Aaron Jones. Games I mean, the Viking game, he didn't have a great game, and they still won. So, to me, the positive would Jones. be that, that you could win without Rodgers having a good game. And if Rodgers does have a good game, there's no I, there's no, your there's no scenario where they lose if Rodgers has 340 yards and three touchdowns. That's why my number one positive thing about the Packers is they have a guy named Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, is this is his team right now. 
Uh, 608-321-1670. Again, what's the biggest uh, positive that why you think the Packers could win? And what do you think would be the biggest negative as to why the uh, the Packers could lose? Yeah, another uh, tweet, by the way, for Paperboy uh, on the video games. I just feel like games where it's untraditional, right? Like where you, you had different, where you, where, yeah. you, where you have a handlebar or like the 720, you're riding around on a skateboard. And you got this rotate. I mean, the, the joystick was awesome. It was this huge, like, circle. And it, the joystick, because it rotated. So it was like this oversized, like, larger-than-life joystick. Yeah, it stood for out. 720. It stood out. It's pretty badass. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for untraditional. Because you can't find that stuff anymore. Uh, 608-321-1670. Mark in Milwaukee. Welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Morning, fellas. What's up, What's up Mark? Buddy? Long time no talk, brother. Long time. Hey, I'd like to chime in on the Packers. One of the reasons I think that Rodgers hasn't had phenomenal games this year is because their defense is so much better. I mean, he doesn't have to score 35 or 40 points a game to win anymore. I think that he's been pedestrian in the fact that he does enough to get the job done in most cases. I mean, they laid a couple eggs this year, but if their defense was in the past defense has given up 30, 35 points a game, then you might say Rodgers had a great season if they had 13 wins. But this year, you know, how many low-scoring games, how many score games did they score under 20 points and win? Quite a few this year. So that's my take on that. And I think what scares me for the Packer game is the fact that they have the ability to lay an egg every now and then, and this is just not the time to do it. So yeah. I'll hang up most of your comments, guys. Thanks, Mark. Yep, no, that's, and that, that's the, the absolute truth, Mark, is, yeah, when the, the, the Packers bad this year is, is brutal. Well, that's the thing that scares me is the Packers against bad teams let these teams stay in the game. Like, look at the Lions game that closed out Terrible. the season. Like, you were playing against second and third stringers, and you allowed this team and to— that was a must-win. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, how many times have we seen that from the Packers where they waited till the fourth or almost to the end of the game to finally pull away? Now you're in the playoffs. Now you got the Seahawks. Like, does you, if you do that again, you think you're going to give Russell Wilson a chance at the end of the game? You better yeah. put him away early. Yeah, no, the, yeah, you have to be. It, it, that's exactly right. I mean, the, what would scare me would be that you hang, hang it on and that you let you, you, you give Russell Wilson a chance. It's like the, the, the 49er game that was here years ago where – you just let Kaepernick and the 49ers stand in, and you felt like the Packers had did enough. And then, oops, you left a minute on the clock, and Kaepernick goes right down on the 49ers win. Like, the Packers were the better team that game, and they the problem is they left a minute for Kaepernick, and he beat him. That would be my worry is that Rodgers does play a good game or Jones does play a good game, but you leave Russell Wilson a minute and a half, and then they beat you. But I will say this. So 2010, when the Packers went on the Super Bowl run, in the NFC Championship game against the Chicago Bears, Aaron Rodgers played like turds. Aaron Rodgers was awful against the Chicago Bears in the NFC Championship game. His quarterback rating was like 50. Who well, won the game? quarterback rating for this whole season. Who won the game for the Packers in the 2010 NFL Championship game to go to the Super Bowl? That'd be James Starks and the defense. The defense. Be- teach him how to Raji. What, what do the Packers have this year that they had in 2010? When Aaron Rodgers played like dog turds, they have a defense. Yeah. So use that as a hell yeah, there's a positive for you, the Packers' defense. I think the Packers' defense is absolutely a positive. Um, I mean, it's similar in the sense they don't have gaudy stats, but they do show up uh, when they need to. And I will say this, Seattle's offensive line is not good. And if Zadarius Smith, who's been good against good offensive lines, if you get Zadarius Smith loose... 
uh, in this game, uh, then I think this thing could get out of hand. All right, give me Here, your biggest... Rodgers, real quick, 2010, Rodgers against the Bears in that NFC Championship game. He was 17 of 30, 244 yards with two interceptions. Yeah? The defense won it for him. There's a positive for you, baby. The defense, Sunday at Lambeau. I think I think the the defense, absolutely. Uh, Seattle's offensive line is A, injured, and B, it's not that good. Uh, give me your biggest positive and your biggest fear about Sunday, Packer fans. 608-321-1670. Your biggest positive about Sunday and what's your biggest fear about the Seahawks game? 608-321-1670. Also on Twitter, we have this uh, poll. Who makes it to a Super Bowl first, Matt LaFleur, Mike McCarthy, or neither? Got to get your take on this one, Bosnia. Our buddy Meyer5488. No coach has won a Super Bowl with two different teams. That includes Holmgren, Partels, Jimmy Johnson, or Mike Shanahan. But sure, McCarthy can get it done with Jerry as his GM and sleepover BFF. Yeah, I mean, you got a nice, talented roster like the Cowboys have. I think he set himself up in position to, you know, make a run in it. Hopefully he can do it. That'd be good for him. Uh, I think, you know, again, obviously LaFleur has a massive head start already being in the playoffs and two games away from the Super Bowl. But if the Packers don't get it done this year, if they can't win the next two weeks, I do seriously wonder which team will be picked to win more games in 2020, the Cowboys or the Packers. I would bet it'd be the Cowboys because, A, that division's terrible, right? I mean, you look what the Giants did with their coach. My, my God. The Redskins are a complete loss. Philadelphia is a decent team, but they have so many injuries, and you don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, that division has got to be like a walk for the Cowboys to be the favorite in next year. Oh, my God, yes, it is. will the Packers truly be a favorite over the Vikings, who are right there? And, you know, do the Bears have a bounce back here? So I I think the Packers division is much more difficult to win next year than the Bears or the Cowboys. So I could see the Cowboys having a much easier path to the playoffs, and McCarthy could win more games next year than LaFleur. Yeah, I don't know if you have it up in front of you or whatnot, but Packers are favored by what? You said three, three and a half points? Uh, three and a half, four. So do you have the, do you know the over-under of how many points are expected to be in this game? The over-under is 47. 47? So that's a yeah. 27, 23, 24, 20 type. That's what Vegas is calling for, like a 27, 23 type game. And this is the closest point spread 20. in all the playoffs. And the, what's crazy to me is the Packers are the healthiest they've been in forever, right? Yeah. And the Seahawks are decimated with decimated. injury. Yet this is the closest game on paper, according to Vegas. Doesn't that make you raise an eyebrow a little bit? It, it does. I mean, look, it's Seattle, and they got to own it. They lost at home to the Arizona Cardinals in Week 16 as a 17-point favorite. Mm. If they win that game, they're at worst, you know, that, that they could have home field advantage. Or... You know, if if the Seahawk tight end falls on his right butt cheek instead of his left butt cheek, the Packers have home field advantage. So I will say this. I mean, your your point's very well made, but you look at the last couple of weeks of the regular season, the Seahawks absolutely crapped the bed in week 16 against the, the, the Cardinals, and they were literally one inch away from beating the 49ers, giving the Packers home field advantage. And then it, we're talking about a completely different story this weekend. Yeah. Um, God, I just can't wait till Sunday, man. Uh, it's going to be an awesome game. Your biggest positive, biggest negative, 608-321-1670. Dave, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. Hey, guys. What's up, What's up Dave? Dave? Uh, yeah, so uh, just thinking about the positive, I, I think our approach for the whole season has been, uh, as I said, bend, don't break, uh, kind of a well-rounded approach. So you can play those games where Rodgers isn't 100% effective. Uh, you know, they're scoring 20 to 30 points, and, 
winning the games because their defense is holding strong. So I think, again, the positive is that well-rounded approach, um, being healthy, I think we can uh, get that in, in the points total, and Rodgers can certainly take us to uh, above that if he's if he's playing solid. Um, I'd say, you know, uh, as, as far as a fear, um, I mean, Russell Wilson can certainly keep him in the game, but uh, after watching the Eagles game, I see uh, their defensive line and specifically Clowney kind of being an X factor um, with now some question marks on our offensive yeah. line. Yeah, Clowney kind of scares you a little bit, eh? Yeah, I mean, he can... Uh, Especially if, if he cheap shots uh, Rodgers like he did Carson <laughs> Wentz, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we've been the victim of that many times. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, no, stuff, look, I, I, look, I get why a lot of people are down on Rodgers this year and are critical. I would say to me, to Dave's point, Aaron Rodgers' play this year is a positive. And how I mean that is in that eight-year run of playoffs under him and McCarthy, outside of 2010, the Super Bowl run, and outside of 2011 when they were 15-1 where that team was just stacked, you look at the last run, it was pretty much Rodgers as a one-man band, right? The run the table, the R-E-L-A-X years, he was doing it by himself. This team can win without him playing great, which to me is not a negative. That's a positive because he could have a bad game Sunday and they could still win because we've seen it this year. If he has a good game, which there hasn't been too many, there's no way they lose because they can win with him playing bad if he plays good. I cannot see him them losing this game if Rodgers balls out on Sunday. So I think Rodgers' play this year to me is a positive because it shows it's not just him anymore. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah, but wouldn't you want Rodgers? It's not Rogers, obvious. For eight years, you want it was Rogers, him or nothing. Wouldn't you? Okay, but wouldn't you want Rodgers playing like Rodgers? Of course. I'm saying a positive like, he, would be. He, he almost the Lions game, go back to the Lions game. If it's not for Aaron Jones, they lose that game. I don't think you can call it a positive. I think you can say like it's you an want upside. a below average quarterback? Like that doesn't make sense. That's not what I I mean, you didn't you listen uh, to no, one I thing listened. I just it's said. Just, I'm I saying listened. for Yeah, eight there's a defense, a GM that finally eight. invested into a defense. They're yeah. using Aaron Jones, that's nice, but we want Aaron Rodgers to play like Aaron well, Rodgers. Of course not an, you do. Not an average to below I'm average quarterback. I'm not rooting for him to play bad. I'm saying if he does, they've proven this year they can win without him playing good. If he plays like the quarterback he's been for the last 10 years, yeah. there's no chance they lose on Sunday. To me, that's not a negative. That's a positive. Like I said, I wouldn't call it a positive. Yeah, I'd, call it, I'd call it a free roll because if you think the defense by itself and Aaron Jones or whoever – is good enough to keep the Packers in games. Rodgers just has to play semi-average. You you're you're hoping on a free roll that if he plays well, they have a super good chance to win. Yeah. Well, that's my point. If he has a I wouldn't call that a, a positive, positive though. That they've won without him being the, an MVP I mean, caliber like quarterback is in a positive and you want him playing like that. No, I think it It's like you'd be playing well, with You guys house just money. hate Aaron Rodgers. I mean, your take's stupid. Like How do we it doesn't What's even. You're not, all you're saying what is Aaron Rodgers sucks. Okay. When, like, when did we say he sucked? Like pretty much every day. T- tell me a specific moment when I said Aaron Rodgers sucks. Okay. Do you think he's an elite quarterback? No, not anymore. Okay. Not this year. I think you're. That's just the, I mean, among the, numbers, the dumbest the, things the, you've said. That numbers, might be the dumbest. The numbers show it, Joe. Okay. I, just because you're an apologist about it doesn't mean you can ignore the numbers. I'm not saying. I'm saying if he plays good, do you think they lose yeah, on Sunday? No, no, of course not. Do, do, you, th- th- like do you think if he has an average game, they can still win on Sunday? That's a toss-up for me. So they've won thir- – you said he stinks, but they've won 13 games Explain. this year. How have they won 13 games average. this year? 
with Aaron Jones and a okay. defense. So, but to my point, so they won 13 games without Aaron Rodgers right being now? elite. If Rodgers plays good, they'll win the game. That's what I just said. That was my whole point. I agree with you. But That's why I said it was a positive. He's an average quarterback right now. That's my point. That's You're not, making I, my this point. That's what Nelson said. It's not even a positive. It's, your, it's that, a free roll. Oh it's house God. money. If you don't think that's a positive that they're 13-3? Do you think Aaron Rodgers has an elite season this year? Of course not. But, okay, then there you go. That's a positive. I said, if he, give if, me a positive and good, a negative yes, for Sunday. Win. I'm agreeing that with you on this. That is my whole point of the oh game. Oh, my God. You cleaned the earwax out of your freaking ears, dude. If he plays good, the Packers will win. That's why I said it. Give me a positive and a negative for the game on Sunday. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been good this year. Can they win oh, if he's not good? Oh, you just said he's not good this year. Oh, my. I can't believe that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I, don't, I, you said I can't he, believe no, you just said you that. You said he's no longer elite, and I said that's the dumbest thing I've ever well, heard. No, you, you said, we said he sucked and he stinks, what which we've never said that. as? Top? Top 10? Baker Mayfield has would, a better QBR than Rodgers. See, I guess we have different definitions of elite because I would define elite as top five. Okay, yeah, top five in the NFC. Is he one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFC? This year? In general. Don't give me stats. Give me what do you think. Is he it's, one of the five based on best what quarterbacks? You've done this year. I mean, I'd say going into this year, Travis Shaw is a pretty good ball player for the Brewers. <laughs> Travis He's Shaw this year. Yeah. Pure numbers. We're not basing Rodgers off of what he did in 20. Bill, welcome to the Joe and Ebo show. Hey, you guys are just. You're bringing something up that I've been wondering and we've been talking about at home. And, you know, I think I think Aaron Rodgers has top five talent, no question. And, you know, and I don't think the issue is the receiver, but he just doesn't seem to be doing what's right. He seems to think he knows better. Careful, Bill. And, it, and I'm just curious. Do you guys think he'll be able to, you know, as you talk about comparing him to Drew Brees or Tom Brady, do you think he'll be able to get his head out of his you-know-where and, and become a fundamentally sound quarterback again? No. Not not uh, not 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 this year. Not the end of this year. Look well, at the Lions. Saying, Look I'm at the Lions the game alone. Games. I'm not saying the next couple games. And you know the other thing is, how do we afford all these great wide receivers when we've got 34 million dollars or whatever into an average quarterback? Well, thank you, Bill. That's yeah, what the, I've been trying to say. Well, there's yeah, thank you, Bill. I mean, the first thing I mean, you want to talk off season. Jimmy Graham's making 20, so you're going to get a ton of money. They're not not bringing him back. And then Kenny change. I mean. That, that's up to him, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they if he's bad, I still think they can win Sunday. But I don't think there's the chances are very good because I I'm betting Russell Wilson's going to have a good game because Russell Wilson is a top. I don't think there's any doubt Russell Wilson's a top five quarterback. So I'm betting. That's why I couldn't get on board with when you and Tony said you'd rather have Aaron Rodgers for this game. Like I would rather have the Packers roster in this game. But I would rather have Russell Wilson all day than Aaron Rodgers, especially this year. Now, would you have ever said that from 2010 to 2000? Well, no, but you do that with any no, player. I mean, look at how bad he's played this year compared to the Aaron Rodgers we know of the last decade. Mm-hmm. I agree, but at, despite that, they're 13 and three. So to, the, to answer Bill's question, will he change? I don't know. Like he might not. And then if if they lose 38 to seven, he'll look like an idiot. But he could still play bad and they could still win. My point was, if he plays good, which I get is a big if, but if he plays good, I can't see them losing on Sunday. That's where I was saying that's a positive because they've won when he's been bad. If he's good, how do you? How can they lose this game if he's has I mean, a that's perfect what I said 20 minutes ago. Rodgers got all the bad system out of his game. Now he's going to appear on the stage that they're back in the playoffs after two years and he's going to exercise the demons against the Seahawks. Uh, I mean, look, he, he's had, had more bad games than good. I'm, if he has a good game, 
I think they win and they roll.